0: yeah okay all right uh, maybe we won't have an intro on this one do you have
1: anything to talk about that you wrote down
0: i wrote down a couple like normal relate you know things we talk about like i thought about maybe doing like some movie news stuff okay. in it and then getting into other stuff just don't show any clips but uh i just don't No, i can <laughs> i know what is up
2: with that that's bullshit and i you figured know, we'd of, talk about that we were gonna do this i could to brought you some clips the stuff that i've done
0: I could do that later. Post. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? But, like, as long as you...
2: Because there's stuff on the internet.
0: If you, like, tell me a story about a show you played that you have Uh footage of, I can then edit that footage in there as we're talking Mm -hmm. about
1: it. Okay. As long Um, as you don't report us for copyright infringement.
2: Yeah. It would only be good publicity for them. (laughs) Right? (laughs)
1: But I would well, tell tell about what you got about from our or from our other podcast.
0: Okay, well, I'm going to go ahead and address.
2: Like, you mean you got a response from somebody?
0: No, what happened was is I I got all right. I'm going to start from the beginning. Now, when I put out videos mm-hmm. that I use third party content in content right. that I don't own or have mm-hmm. any rights to that is copywritten or has a trademark on it. Usually videos, they don't, nothing seems to happen for, like, pictures. Um, but if I use that in there, YouTube, when I upload a video to my YouTube channel, um, no, what happens usually is I get an email telling me that my video was successfully uploaded. Then I'll get a follow-up email that says um, there was a copyright claim for however many copyright claims there were for however much un owned by me uh-huh. content that i use um i'll get a copyright claim for it and most of the time they're like don't worry about it your account's still in good standing we're not your video's not blocked or anything it's just any money you make from this video they're going to get a piece of it All the right. person who owns it so that means like they have those two options to do that or have my video blocked and not able to, or be just seen. leave you alone. Well, but they don't take. That they don't option. do that because they have that automated system where they look for copywritten material in there and they notify the. Well, person. they've got
2: a big investment in some of this stuff, you know. that They can't just have everybody using it.
0: I understand, but the thing is, the way they allow, they make it possible, is by them getting a piece of it, right? Like, and legally, I'm allowed to use any copyright material I want as long as it's.
2: For educational purposes, so like if I'm using it as an example,
1: and you have to credit that. Well,
2: then maybe we better make this an educational. Two plus two is four. Three times four is twelve. A
1: lot of
0: these things are self-crediting. Like you don't have to credit a Kevin Smith Q and A because that's obviously Kevin Smith doing a Q and A. Right. Right. Like that's that's what it is. Like you can watch videos on YouTube all day where they're using almost an entire movie to explain some. Thing in their head you know what i mean right. like mm-hmm. like there's a documentary called room 237 where the whole it basically takes you all the way through the movie the shining and talks to you about all the weird things that stanley kubrick did in there the guy who made that film doesn't have any right to use any of that material but since it's for an educational purpose and you you're using it as an example it's perfectly legal yeah that's why um like your teachers can record something on tv and show it in class
1: okay so maybe now from now on when we show a clip of something we need to go into detail as to why it's not logical or possible and make it educational no like deadpool cannot actually do that flip that way and aim his gun and shoot it and this is the reason why
0: well no (laughs) technically we don't even have to get that far into it because we're already doing that in our own way we are showing this because we're talking about it right that we are showing this as an to to show you what we're talking about right. as an example to to help explain our thoughts on it like people do it all the time there's people who go through trailers and they call it a trailer breakdown and they will go through the entire trailer and stop it start it put it in slow-mo explain to you what this means or what this could what they think mm. the movie's going to be like because they showed this in this scene you know what i mean yeah that's basically what we're doing educational right (laughs) (laughs) to explain some theory or something like that that's what i don't understand like they're basically choosing like they have two options there i guess i'll get back to my story but i guess they have two options there they can either let me use it and get a piece of any kind of monetary profit i could get from monetizing Mm -hmm. the video um or they can choose they can just be like no i don't want you to use it screw you you know what i mean yeah and basically that's what nbc universal and sony pictures entertainment or whatever decided to do on two clips in and mark number 14 and that is why it is delayed
1: maybe we should should just forfeit our nickel and let them keep it
0: (laughs) i know like we get (laughs) 70 views like why do they even give shit right but i mean
1: all right sony it's just you guys. They you, never, guys could, you guys could figure out a way to split up this nickel. We're out. <laughs> well,
2: this is the first time it's well, ever. Well, there's happened. three of them. maybe. We'll block, maybe I'll, I'll kick in a penny. And we'll make right. it six cents that way. But they've each other two cents. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That way they can be both. They can all put their own two cents worth in.
1: Right. Assholes.
2: But uh, this is the first time it's happened.
0: Usually they just say, "Don't worry about it." They'll well, that's just like take. When a they play place music
2: of the- when they play records. You know, some of these artists, they log it and they have to pay the publisher. Yeah, the art the artist doesn't get paid when it played on the radio. No, it's, it's but the like songwriter the record label and the publisher does. Yeah,
0: yes, but like performance royalty. That's the thing. Like on Jay and Mark fourteen, um, there were there were four copyright claims on it. Two of which were in good standing, and they allowed me to use it. The other two were NBC and Sony. Did and they not even want you to use it. But like I've used clips from NBC TV shows before on the show. I've used clips. I'm probably used clips from Sony something on the show before. Like they're just choosing
2: now, for some
0: reason, on this stuff, to not to not. Well, do you know, it. they
2: pay somebody to to monitor these these shows. Um, well, it's I, like they have clipping YouTube. services. If if um, if somebody's published something of with a name that's that's copyrighted. Mm-hmm. Anywhere in the United States, they have clipping services where they subscribe to all the newspapers, all the magazines, and there's people that just sit there, yeah, and go through them and just look for this stuff.
0: Well, on YouTube, it's, it's YouTube that's actually doing it. It's a, it's YouTube has like an automated thing where it goes through your video as it's processing. Mm-hmm. After you upload it, they process it and look through it, and like I'm assume that's when they do it. But it's because they notify you like within an hour after it's on YouTube and ready to watch. Mm. Um, they do it and then they notify if it has a copyright on whatever material they detected in the video right. they'll give you like a time frame where it was so you can you can play match it and see what part they're talking about and you have the option of just muting that so there's no audio or something or taking your video down and removing it yeah. but they, the, the thing that sucks about this is that this happens too many times um, they will terminate your YouTube account and you can't make another one so there, we'd have to find another provider for our videos, mm-hmm. another place, another outlet for our network of shows and shit. So that's, that's what has me concerned about it when really I don't know any of the actual legalities of any of this. So I don't know if I'm in the wrong here. Like really I'm just an asshole for thinking this is ridiculous <laughs> or – really though.
1: Well, it is ridiculous because in a lot of cases we're not – it's not like we're – saying anything bad about what we're showing we're we're showing it because it's something we like yeah and we're promoting the new movie yeah i mean that, gives, that gives
2: them a, a lot of free promotion at least 70 people anyway. yeah
0: and now i mean i wouldn't be showing it if we weren't interested in it
2: right
1: and now conway twitty people see us everywhere <laughs> i
0: guess we're gonna throw another conway twitty clip in the I, show I, I they didn't should. complain about that yeah, I totally, but
2: i mean
1: totally
0: we. i
2: know kathy twitty stories. is conway's daughter really
0: yeah what? Our cousin Jesse
2: married his grandson. I know, son. and yeah. then they got divorced. Then they got divorced. I he mean, was maybe we around. shouldn't. We shouldn't talk
0: about yeah, it. We shouldn't. But I'll probably cut that out. Yeah, now. but Kathy but, um, Twitty. Yeah.
2: Well, I know Kathy.
0: That's cool. Um, but She's a good singer too. She's very good. We. How many times have we shown clips from the Jimmy Fallon show? A lot, at man. least once or twice, well, and Jimmy that's Allen's on NBC. Cool as shit, though. But that's NBC. And Jimmy, and they Jimmy Fallon has about that? To do with they don't it. say anything right. about that? They haven't said anything about it. This is the first. This is the first time they've
2: ever blocked our video because of it. Wow. Which, and you'd wonder, you know, um, why would it be such a big deal? I mean, it, it's not like you're a network. It's because we don't own it, but we
0: are a network. That's uh-huh. exactly what I'm. I am. Mm-hmm. We have a network where we put out multiple different shows. Right. So yes, that's exactly what it is. But really, when it comes down to it, like I said, I don't know. I don't know the law when it comes to these. For I, I know that I legally don't own any rights to any right. of this material. But I know that there are certain. Laws in place where I do have a certain amount of rights to use that material.
1: Well, and how is it? And I any feel different
0: like maybe they're breaching that.
1: Well, and how is it any different than people that write books and quote and and put that in their book? Well, this they the they source, cite all this these is things. where it came from. How is it any different? Because you do the same thing. You say this is where it came from. This is who did yeah. it. This is and blah, blah 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 blah. Even
0: even with, it's ironic because with episode fourteen, how many times did I say I'm gonna? I'm going to put the link to the to where we right. found this in the description. Right. That's the first time I was like I need to do this so I'm not an asshole. I even say it in the episode.
2: Well, right. even in the recording business, you know, um you can't record a song until it's been recorded. I mean, it, it oh. the, the songwriter can can block you from recording his music.
0: Oh, oh, unless it's the songwriter himself.
2: Yeah, unless it's the songwriter himself. Now, once it's been once it's been recorded, anybody can record it. Mm. But there are, you know, I mean as long as you do it legally. Yeah, no, I, that's hmm. But, um, yeah, once it's been recorded, anybody can record it. Huh. I
0: didn't know that. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway, I'm going to go I'm sorry, we didn't really introduce ourselves as far as I know. Um, okay. You know.
1: I am Mark. I'm Jay. <laughs> this is our dad. Wow.
0: <laughs> wow. Are you guys seeing this? <laughs> <laughs> are you guys planned this out on the drive over. We did
2: not. No, we did, we not. did not. You it's guys are lying. No, no, we did not.
0: Anyway, this, I am this Mark. Is all just- this is Jay, and this is actually our father, our first guest on the show. Actually,
2: I believe, right? Hi, everybody. Yeah. He's our he's our first guest.
0: Yeah, yeah. Speaking to the mic. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs>
2: um, well, I'm honored to be the first guest.
0: Yes, yeah, this is our dad, Phil Phil
1: Thomas. Oh.
2: And now, Phil Thomas.
0: don't get this do you <laughs> no, I'm not very good at this
2: um, actually you know what I do have some clips I just they're at Jared's house all
1: right
0: well like I said all you got to do is give them to me later and okay as well, if you're talking about it or he does something like that I can seamlessly put it in there make it seem like we did it on purpose
2: yeah. I've got I've got uh, I did a Christmas special Testies. and um, there was like 17 people on my crew including the band the background vocals and um, some other things that, that went on that... Because, I, I mean, I threw in things in this show that even the band didn't know about. Nobody mm-hmm. knew it was going to happen until after it happened.
0: Did it go smoothly? Oh, it went really anything? smooth. So it, it went really smooth. So they were just right on top of
2: it. Yeah. Nice. Oh, yeah, they, they loved it. And the audience just went crazy because they weren't expecting it either. Where was this at? This was at a, a, a Country Villa in uh, Claremont, California. Oh, okay. We filmed it there. And uh, Pat Wartink... Pat Wartink Uh, was good enough to come out and videotape the whole thing for us it did an excellent job and we had the whole band there and uh, in fact my hat here this is what i call my uncle leo hat (laughs) because leo effort my dear friend leo and lead guitar player um he wears a hat similar to this
0: wow i like it you look quite i've never had a hat very high
2: usually i wear a western style hat
0: See, when you had your coat on, I thought you looked like an Irish gangster, but now you look like a like a suave gambler.
2: There <laughs> I am. Or
0: maybe like Hunter Thompson back in the day. I don't even know who that is. You don't know who Hunter S. Thompson, the no. writer? Oh, no. okay. Johnny Depp played him twice in a movie. Oh, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, which mm-hmm. is right there on the wall. I don't know if that's in the frame, but uh, and uh, in that movie, The Rum Diary, that came out in like 2012 mm-hmm. or something. Yeah. Good, good shit. Um, I like rum. I definitely...
2: I've done a few movies. I've done a few movies. And TV yeah, I,
0: I know. I actually... I think I mentioned something to a friend of mine at work the other day about um, Earth Angel.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Earth Angel Rich. was a lot of fun. I did it with Eric Stroud. Eric and I became very good friends. Cindy Williams was in it. Uh, Pat, Kathy Podwell was the main star. Huh. And she she played Callie on the uh, TV series Dallas.
0: And uh, Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill was Luke there. In fact, Skywalker. I used to
2: have Luke, lunch with Luke Skywalker every day. He'd, at dinner time, he'd bring in like his seven kids or eight kids and wow. his wife. And they would all sit there and eat. And, and um, we'd all joke around laughing. It was
0: a lot of fun. And this is after Star Wars. So he was. A bit, uh, this was after Star yeah, Wars. Yeah.
2: yeah. This movie was called uh, Earth Angel. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, and it was—it was about a, like the girl died in a car accident. She died in a
2: car accident, and her ghost was attached to the car. And then later in life, um, this girl and got this car. They restored the car from the junkyard. They restored the car, painted it, everything, mm-hmm. and she got it as a gift. And uh, but only only the girl could see the the, uh, the the ghost the ghost girl yeah the ghost girl was Kathy played by P- Kathy Podwell
0: and this was like the girl died like back in like the nineteen in the fifties nineteen fifties and this was like the eighties yeah it was like the seventies and, and the girl was, yeah, the 80s. Girl that got the car later was in the eighties and the ghost was like what it was, basically possessed the car Kathy you know?
2: I don't remember the name of her name in the show or his but Kathy and Eric were out on a date they were going to the school prom and on the way to the prom they get in this automobile accident and Eric goes on to um, to the school prom, and uh, she goes to the morgue, mm. and uh, they want to know, uh, you know, where is she, where is she, and he said, well, you know, we got into an accident, and they said, well, is she all right, is she all right, and so he goes, no, she's dead, and uh-huh. he went on to the, to the, and he um, just left and went to the school yeah, dance, he left and went on to the school dance, yeah. Yeah. Blood, but he went on to the school dance, what a jerk, and uh, um, then on into <laughs> the future, a senior then, prom. Um, I ain't missing this. Mark becomes a school teacher in the movie, and um, it's it's a really good movie. Hmm. Then I did uh, High School USA. No, I remember like with Michael that. J. Fox. I
0: watched it as a kid. Yeah, High School USA. I forget about that. Yeah,
2: High School USA was with Michael J. Fox. I did that one, and uh, Nancy McKeon, and all the te- all the uh, kid stars out of like the days um, sitcoms where the students and all the old stars, the old kids' stars, like Jerry Mathers, who played Le- uh, the beaver on Leave it to Beaver, yeah. and Tony Dow. Tony Dow played as the principal. Um, um, Dwayne Hickman, who played Dobie Gillis, was in the show. Uh, uh, Gilligan.
0: Um, uh, from Gilligan's Island? Yeah, Gilligan's Island. Oh, um... Uh,
2: Bob Denver? Yeah. Bob Denver, but even was before that, John he was Denver. on he was on Dwayne Hickman's show with um, Dobie Gillis. He played Meaner G. Cribs on that show. Oh. And then he went on to become uh, on Gilligan's Island, which was very successful. And also in the show was um, the girl that played Marianne from Gilligan's Island. From Gilligan's Island, she, she was, was also smoking in the movie. back then. She again. still is. <laughs> Anytime she I hear the name is, John really?
1: Denver, I always think of that from Dumb and Dumber. Yeah, where he's it's like, like that John. These Den- Rockies <laughs> aren't very rocky. Yeah, that John Denver. <laughs> Full <for> of shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Don about-
2: Wells played um, played Marianne. And, I mean, when I was in school, it was always, well, okay, what do you think? Um, Oh, I just drew a blank. They say that mind is the second thing to go, but um, (laughs) no, it's always, you know, like, is it going to be Don Wells or is it going to be Ginger or Marianne was the way it went. Everybody look at each other and go, okay, Ginger or Marianne, which one would you date? Marianne. Marianne, definitely.
0: Honestly... I would go with Marianne, too, because Ginger just seemed too high-maintenance. She'd probably cheat on your ass. Right. You you, were away I could never
2: imagine why, if it's a three-hour boat ride, why did they take all those clothes? That's true. They had clothes. They had costumes. I mean, uh, Mr. Howell had a whole suitcase full of money, which was totally worthless, but he still flashed it around. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, I mean, they came up with stuff that, and you're thinking, it was just a three-hour boat ride. Mm-hmm. And the, and, uh, the professor could take two coconuts and a string and make a radio, but he couldn't patch a three-foot hole in a boat.
0: Well, actually, there, I remember there was an episode where they did patch the hole in the boat because they made, like, some type of syrup out
2: of sap for pancakes. Oh, yeah, but, yeah but, it, <laughs> it, but it was water-soluble. Yeah, 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 and they
0: tried to leave the island, but the it came undone, and the boat sank again, so... But... <clears throat> It must have happened pretty close because they eventually did get off the island in yeah, the last episode. Yeah, they did. Well, they got, on the last episode. Spoiler and alert. then they
2: did a TV special <laughs> yeah, spoiler alert: Escape from Gilligan's Island. They did a TV ser- uh, show, which was a TV movie. And then, then they did another one after that called Return to Gilligan's Island.
0: Oh, see, I just remember. I didn't know all that, but I just remember in the last episode, they all got back together like a year later or something. Yeah. Got back on the boat to do another three out tour, and they got stuck on the island. Well, there's yeah. only Spoiler I think there's alert.
2: only a couple of them that are still alive. I I know Russell uh, who played um, uh, the professor. He just he passed. Uh, Ginger's still around. Marianne's definitely still around. I just saw her just a couple months ago hmm. and uh, talked to her. And um, but um, the rest of them are pretty much gone. Skipper's gone. They're all gone. They've all passed.
0: Something interesting about the guy that played the professor. Um. There was an an interne- There was a story going around on the internet, and I think it later came out that it was a hoax. But uh, there was a guy that was doing his autopsy, mm-hmm. and the guy who did do- did the autopsy uh, actually survived an encounter with um, the Zodiac Killer. And the guy said that when he took the uh, like sheet off of him to do his autopsy, mm-hmm. when he looked at him, the image he saw of the Zodiac Killer was his face so he claimed that the guy who played the professor was the Zodiac Killer I think he's crazy which uh, later it became out I, I'm pretty sure I read that it was a hoax
2: Russell was not a Zodiac Killer he was <laughs> but, one like, of the nicest just, most mild-mannered men you've ever met
0: well there was more to explain it that made it seem a little more plausible but I just thought it was like, a, like who would have ever thought to come up with that yeah. bullshit him. But no, I thought just a little weird fact okay. that this happened like last year or something. But
2: Well, you know, if you go down to uh, Grauman's, well, it's, I don't know what it's called anymore, but it was originally called the Grauman's Chinese Theater. A lot of these celebrities hang out down there because they're not really doing anything anymore. yeah, And they're out of the light, you know, the spotlight. and But they want to know that, people haven't forgotten them. So you. So they go it. out
0: there to get like noticed and stuff. Yeah, they go out there to, to get noticed. Like
2: or they'll go to like uh, a, a, a show at the Pantages Theater or something like that and they'll purposely stand out in front and they'll talk very loud so they're noticed. Yeah. but uh, And it's kind of sad because they're really not doing anything anymore. But they were big time celebrities at the time. Mm.
0: No, yeah. I can like that was like the golden age of Hollywood. Yeah. Back then like that's what all the stars today pretty much want well, to be. Well it's like
2: your Uncle Jackson, Jackson Bostwick played Captain Marvel Shazam on TV. Yeah. That was the number 1 TV series on CBS in the morning. Yep. He has a heck of a huge following.
0: Oh yeah, he goes to all the uh, like comic All the yeah, all the all
2: the comic uh I mean people line up to get his autograph. I mean he gets like 50 bucks for signing his name. He sells his pictures for like uh thirty-five, fifty 50 bucks and if he signs him, if he poses for a picture he gets 50 bucks that's that's a
0: how do i get that gig yeah but look we got to be successful <laughs> we, we were sitting we really were sitting, sitting
2: in in hollywood we were we were, i went up there and i spent the day with him and we were sitting there and they walked up in the ass jackson you know okay and then they looked at me and they go is this the other guy <laughs> asking if i was john davy you know <sighs> the, the second captain marvel and i go no not even you know
0: well, the weird thing is, is they don't even – he he's not known as Captain Marvel anymore. They – I don't know if there was a lawsuit or Who, what. Who, John Davy? No. Um, oh, no. It's Captain just, Marvel. He's known as Shazam. Now he's Shazam yeah. because Captain Marvel – or Marvel Comics has a Captain Marvel. Right. He actually a woman.
2: And um,
0: Well, yeah. Jackson
2: was actually the last Captain Marvel. He was the last – because I thought of, he
0: was the only one because there was the kid. No, there was
2: No, there was a guy – there was one before him, and I can't think of what his name is. But uh, Jackson has actually met the guy. Oh. And uh, uh, there was a Captain Marvel before him.
0: Well, there was a, like, you remember that show that was on VH1? Jared probably does called Where Are They Now? Yep. Right. Yeah, I, Jackson uh, was on there. Jackson was on there, yeah. yeah. And I re- actually recorded it on a VHS with my VCR back when it was on in, like, the early 2000s. Well, a lot of people don't realize he was also
2: in Tron, the, in the original Tron movie. Oh, he was really? A head, yeah, he was a head, head soldier. The, um, yeah, but you never saw anybody's faces. All you saw was, like, um, neon lights and stuff yeah but you heard his voice and his voice his voice was like clayton moore the lone ranger um it's very distinct hmm. in fact i always thought jackson should have played the next lone ranger see, because I, his voice was so clear
0: i haven't seen uncle jackson in a while oh i, I see him all the time i, I told you i talk to him all the time i bought an uh one of those giant sized comics that had uh, a picture of him on the cover for shazam and uh-huh. there was a story in there all about it and uh I was going to send it to him to get signed. It was nine dollars.
2: Nine dollars. Yeah. Originally they were a dollar, and on the internet now they're going for about fifty. Yeah, well, for a while they were. For, for it's while, not in the greatest going, shape. Like, for for five hundred dollars. I mean, they were really up there for a while. Yeah. Wow. But you can get one now for probably fifty to a hundred dollars. Mm. But originally they were. I yeah, remember a, a when they first one, came out. I went out and I bought like thirty of them, and I just sat on them, huh. and then. Uh,
1: Why'd you sit on them?
2: Well, yeah. I didn't actually sit on them. I mean, oh, okay. I just kept them.
1: It, it's um, a
0: way yeah. to keep them, like, nice and flat. Yeah, oh, okay. keep them nice and flat. Well, they've got a couple Crisp. of little lumps in there.
2: Though. You don't want them to get cold. Right.
0: Yeah, you know, keeps them warm. Well, yeah,
2: you can have little comic books off of them, you know. <laughs> <laughs> the value goes down if you don't sit right. on Right. Okay. I'll fuck with it. But, uh... Assigned, assigned to Shazam comic book with his picture on. It's worth a lot of money now. I imagine, yeah. Especially in like fact, an original he's got, print. He's got one of the suits. He still has one of the suits, and he's been offered two hundred fifty thousand for it. Yeah, he's what? turned it down.
1: Yeah.
0: He showed it in that episode of Where Are They Now.
2: He know. turned it down. Yeah, he turned it down.
1: I'm not turning down two hundred fifty thousand.
2: Well, yeah, but the longer you keep it, the more it's worth. You put it in yeah. an auction, you're going to get more than that for it. Yeah, good point. Well, hey, but he's. On, said, We'll he hasn't really changed much. He has he's he's still got a body on him like Captain Marvel. And he can still get in the suit and he's he's he still does really well. And people absolutely just love him.
0: Hmm.
2: No. And Jackson, if you're watching, hello. Hello, hello. and now Jackson Boston.
0: god i hope that's not owned by nbc or so it's not as
2: filmation but i don't i don't know who owns it now i think warner i think warner brothers owns it (laughs) wow warner actually i know they just put out the entire series on dvd warner brothers
0: seems cool because i've we use a lot because dc like a lot of dc entertainment is done and owned by warner brothers so i love i'm a dc comics
2: it's all out the whole series is out on dvd now and it's doing really well wait you like dc really yeah no yeah Yeah, yeah, i'm a big
0: dc fan but um no, so we use a lot of their stuff, so I don't think I should have any problems. Yeah. Knock on wood. I hope that's real wood. Well, you can you can pick up some of his, some of his stuff off the internet. No, I know that, yeah. but mm-hmm. I don't know if I'll be, if I'm going to get my video blocked because of it. Yeah. But I'm just saying Warner Brothers, we
2: use a lot of Warner Brothers material,
0: and they've been yeah. cool about it, so. Yeah.
1: Well, don't tell them.
2: Well, when Jared turned <laughs> three years old, we went and spent, he, he spent the whole day with Clayton Moore, the Lone Ranger. Yeah, I've heard that he told me about yeah. it. We spent, the, we spent the whole day with Clayton Moore.
1: I don't remember much about it, but I remember I have a picture
2: from it. Clay was a super nice guy. It broke my heart. Somebody stole his guns. Somebody stole his guns and hoster. Hmm. You know, the Lone Ranger's ghost and gun and hosters. He finally got them back, but um, they just thought it would be cool to steal them, I guess.
1: That's that's who my son It's funny, Dr. too, because
2: the main thing that they say to Clayton Moore, the Lone Ranger, is, can, can I have one of your silver bullets? And they'll just look at him and say do you have any idea what silver it sells for? What is what <laughs> silver is worth?
0: Yeah, I don't even think they really make silver bullets.
2: Well, no, he has them. Well, I'm, sure, he, I'm
0: sure they've been made, yeah. but I'm saying you can't just like go. You no, you can't just go out and buy them. Go no. buy some silver no. bullets. Like those, are probably some expensive ass bullets. Unless you must be hunting like werewolves or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, vampires get killed with with silver bullets. Um, do you? Speaking of Clayton Moore, I think it was those. You know that like box set of like ghosts story dvds you had for hosted by that really creepy dude kind of like george washington yeah um i
2: still
1: got him somewhere
0: i think it was on there but do you remember the one story about clayton moore haunting
2: his home you don't remember that he lived down in calabasas I, yeah I mean, and his horse not, he actually really. had his horse in texas but it no. wasn't it wasn't silver he called it Silver, and yeah. it was a white horse. But Silver was actually owned by somebody else.
0: No, I believe that. But this this ghost story was saying that Clayton Moore's ghost ha- haunts the house he lived in. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't remember the details of the story, but that was always such an interest. I was just wondering if did you, you see remember. the
2: new Lone Ranger and Tonto movie? I did.
0: It was okay. It was yeah. it
2: was a Johnny Depp movie. It was actually yeah. a Tonto movie. I thought it was pretty good. much. Yeah. yeah, I thought it was good. Being I liked it. Being I liked a big it. Lone Ranger fan. Critics just tore it apart. But I'll tell you, the one they did back in the um, '60s or '70s with Clinton Spilsbury. That was horrible the only the, the star of that movie was the scenery and Merle Haggard did all the music for and that and that was really good the scenery
0: you're making my job I don't, so I don't damn understand. hard. <laughs> Uh,
2: you, you Do you watch the
1: episodes? Do you <laughs> see how I much do. work goes into this? Of course I do. I'm the one that accidentally clicks like and then realizes, wait. No, we I all know that our all our we do is just sit here and talk and church. party and that
2: there's no work involved. I mean, you know, it's like it's like performing on stage. I go out there, I, pick, I sing a few songs, and I pick up the money and go home. Of course I do. That's all it does. <laughs> yeah, I know. They don't see all the hours of rehearsal and all the work and all the technical stuff that goes into it. They don't see the week's
0: worth of work that goes into that episode going like out. Chris. And, and now it's weeks not the all work. autographs
2: and sunglasses.
1: <laughs> and now the week's worth of work.
2: <laughs> I remember, uh, you know, I did a lot of television. I did, uh, Jared, you make your little brother cry. <laughs> I did a lot of television. I did the original Gomer pile show with Jim Neighbors and Frank Sutton. I did Marlo Thomas's show with that girl. I did... Um, well, you all know this stuff, you know what I mean? But they don't know it. Yeah. And uh, I did uh, Love American Style. But you know, you go in. You're there at 5 o'clock in the morning. You go in to make up. made Love
1: American the... Style once. Yep.
2: Not me. It's the best way. Uh, you go in to make up. You're there like at 5 o'clock in the morning. You might still be there at 5 or 6 o'clock in the evening. But you go in there and you get all fixed up. And then you're, then you're literally sitting there sweating. And you're... You. There are times when you don't even do anything, nothing, for two or three hours because the set designers come in, they build, you know, they they're finishing up on their sets, the set. De- the set decorators are, are finishing up, and then the lighting people come in and change everything. Mm. And you, and, I mean, because there's stuff reflecting off the set, and they can't get a clear shot, so they have to move everything around. You have to wait for all this, so you might be, you might shoot one shot, one scene a day. Wow. But yet you have to still be there all day.
0: No, there's a lot that goes into it. Yeah. A lot of work. It takes a lot to do that one scene in that day. Yep. It's ridiculous. And when it's
2: shown on when it's shown on the air it might only be a minute long. But it but it could take two days to do it. Yep. Yep. But uh people back then didn't get paid like the people are getting paid now i mean these guys get like a million dollars an episode and it takes them four days to shoot an episode so that means once every four days they get a million dollars
0: well shit dude with movies um like bruce willis was offered three million dollars to work four days on the new julia roberts gets 20 million yeah but he he got three he was gonna get three million dollars to work four days yeah four days and he turned it down he wanted four million dollars a million dollars a day and they told him to go screw like the hell out of here uh it's actually uh sylvester stallone that fired him because that's his movie Mm -hmm. but uh like i i don't understand how how they can get paid so much for so little like last time i heard it's probably even more now but adam sandler makes like 36 almost 40 million dollars a movie yeah and that's like his movies he doesn't do like really well he produces a lot of his own stuff too yeah but like he, he gets paid so much for like probably like six months of work
2: Six months of work for me, I do not get anywhere close to that much. Yeah, they get like thirty million. Elvis Presley got a hundred thousand. Yeah. Back and then his though, movies are still making money. Yeah, Back say, then like though, like that 10. was thirty two million dollars. Yeah, that yes. was a lot of Yeah, he got paid a hundred thousand. But when he was appearing in Las Vegas, he was getting a hundred thousand dollars a week, Tom Jones was down the street making half a million a week. Because Colonel Parker decided he was going to be a big shot and he wrote out the contract <laughs> on a tablecloth and signed it and the guy from mgm i mean from the hilton signed it and they wrote out the contract on a tablecloth just for publicity purposes and he's getting a hundred thousand dollars a week doing two or three shows a day or a night and tom jones is down the street making a half a million. Hmm. well
1: you know what that's that's shitty but i'm not gonna i'm not gonna
2: and every concert of his sold be mad out. at
1: a hundred thousand dollars a week
2: you would if you were elvis Especially Even
1: Elvis, hundred thousand dollars
2: a week. But he didn't I get mean, it all. This two was and a for, half
1: months, boom! There's your million bucks.
2: This was yep. for his show, Colonel Parker. You know, the uh, Colonel Parker was getting half of everything Elvis made.
1: Well, I guess he's getting fired?
2: Well, no, I'm just I'm just saying. <laughs> El, uh, Colonel Parker got fifty percent. He got half of Elvis everything Elvis made as his manager. And after Elvis died, and Priscilla and Lisa Marie took him took Colonel Parker to court. And Parker walked in there without even an attorney. Hmm. And Lisa Marie and and, uh, Priscilla walked in there with a team of attorneys and said, look, you know, he got 50%. He's only entitled to 10% plus 5%, which is a total of 15%, but yet he got 50%. And the judge looked and said, Mr. Parker, are you represented by counsel? He said, I don't need it. So he let Priscilla and and, uh, Lisa Marie go through this whole smear and then... He produced a contract signed by Elvis and by his parents, making them legal business partners. Wow. And he said case dismissed. Damn. Legal business partners. Hmm. So he got fifty percent of everything Elvis made. That's a do you lot. know that when Elvis died he was he had less than two million dollars in the bank? Really? But yet the first year that the the tour was open, they made more than two million dollars. Wow. Elvis was just very generous. He was always giving things away. He, I met Elvis once and didn't even know it. Didn't even know I was meeting him. How does how do that? Well, was, I bet a mine Dan used to go up there and hang out at his house. And um, I've told this story before. And um, we used to cut school and go to the beach. Now that you guys are out of school, I can tell you this. We used to go to the beach <laughs> all the time.
0: Uh, you, you said... Like, it didn't make a difference.
2: No, no, it wouldn't make a difference I dropped anyway. out and went back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, so we used to go to the beach. So Dan came over one morning, and he used to go up there and hang out at the gate, just hopefully to see Elvis. And uh, so he says, we're not going to school. This works for me. So we got in this car, and-
1: I'm telling grandma. We're going towards <laughs> LA. Just and fair. I said,
2: we're not going towards the beach. And he goes, no, we're going someplace else. I said, we're going up to Elvis's house. Yes, we are. And he said, but it's cool. It's cool. Well, the last time we were up there, we were at the gate, and he we kept hitting that buzzer on the gate, mm-hmm. and Red West come flying up there in a the car about after about the first thirty forty minutes of us pounding on this buzzer, and he's and he said next person that touches that buzzer, I'm going to come up here, I'm going to kick the rear end. <laughs> and uh, what we didn't know is that every time we touch that touch that button, there was a loud bell loud loud ringing goes on in the house, and Elvis was trying to sleep.
0: Yeah,
2: well. You know, I mean, I was I liked Elvis just like everybody else, but I was never an Elvis fanatic. I liked Roy Orbison. To this day, I still like Roy. Orbison. No, Robinson. I like Roy Orbison. Too. I mean, I like Elvis too because Elvis was a classy guy. But um, anyway, so we're on our way up there, and he goes, "Yeah, we're we're going to go up. We're going to we're going to see the guys." I'm thinking you're going to get us killed, man, because he threatened us before. But then after he threatened us, he was he turned out to be really a cool guy. Red West was a really cool guy. But anyway, so we get up there. And he pulls right up to the gate. And I'm thinking, today is the day I die. (laughs) So he gets on that bell and he pushes the bell. I'm thinking, yeah, I've only got a few more hours to live. And so the guy comes on and they all sound like Elvis. You know, they've got all that thick Tennessee X. And he goes, yeah. And he goes, "Uh, (laughs) is Billy, Billy Smith there? He goes, hang on. Billy, it's for you comes back some guy named Billy Smith it turns out to be Elvis' cousin cousin Billy Smith huh. he comes on the microphone and he says yeah he says "This is Dan he goes okay and the gates swing open and I'm thinking whoa oh, what? yeah and the gates swing open and we're pulling up in front of his house and so you know I mean move the clock ahead a few hours and we're there and we're moving stuff and they've got this big truck in there that they're loading and then another truck comes in and they're loading and they got a lot of stuff and uh, because all the guys lived there with Elvis and their wives were, some of their wives were there I met Priscilla, she was an absolute doll, I mean she was just like a little china doll and I got to drive his sixty-six tornado because they had to transport the cars over to to the new house, and I got to drive his nineteen sixty-six white tornado, which nice. was like driving a sled because it was front wheel drive. You know. <laughs> anyway, so I'm standing there and here's all these Elvises walking around. You know, they've they've all pretty much got on white t-shirts and, and black pants and, and they've all got dyed black hair. And some of them wearing sunglasses, some of them are not. But here's all these Elvises walking around. And I, I went over to Billy, and I said, Billy, and Billy and Dan standing there. And I said, you know, I, I feel really great about being here. I mean, I'm very flattered. I'm very honored to be here, you know, I mean, in the presence of a king. But are these guys so much in love with Elvis that they all want to look like him? Yeah. You know, I said, that's kind of weird to me. And he he just laughed and he said, no, 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 that's not it. He said, this was Colonel Parker's idea. He said, whenever we're out someplace in public, like at a concert or something, he said, we can't get him out of the building. Because people, he said, what they do is they pull up a limo to every main exit. They throw a trench coat over one of these guys, put some security around him, and they rush towards those limos. And all the fans rush towards them while they get out of, do another exit. Mm-hmm. And, it gets, and that's their way of getting out of the building that's crazy but yeah they use decoys no, that's and I smart, thought that's bro. a great idea and I looked at him and I said well is he here and he just laughed, Dan laughed and he says you know that little love seat you were carrying a little while ago, that love seat I said yeah, he said the guy on the other side that was Elvis that
0: was Elvis <laughs> wow. but he had
2: on sunglasses he said five words to me he said thank you for being here and I never saw him again I said well where is he now he's over at the new house he's laying down because he slept a lot during the day. So mm-hmm. Elvis had left the building. Elvis had left the building. <laughs> that that's true awesome. story.
0: That's, that's way cool.
2: Yeah, that's a true story.
0: Hmm. Well, hell, Miguel. Did well, like, you it, hear that? It's, it's like when I sat at
2: this telethon. We were doing this telethon, and I was sitting there talking with Kenny Rogers. And I told, you know, because your mom was a great big fan of Kenny Rogers, and she'll she'll tell you about this. I was sitting there, and I all of a sudden it hit me, and I said, You know, Kenny, my wife is the biggest Kenny Rogers fan you'll ever meet. And I said, she would absolutely die if she she knew I was sitting here with you. And all of a sudden, we looked up, and there was a payphone. He said, well, hell, let's call her. Well, hell, Miguel. Yeah, he said, well, hell, let's call her. So we called your mom. Kenny Rogers and I called your mom. And the line was busy. She was talking to your Aunt Brenda at the time. And we couldn't get through. And him and I had this little battle going on. Who, Who was going on stage first? I didn't want to follow him. He didn't want to follow me. It was just a big joke. He ended up going on first. Anyway, so... We called and couldn't get through. Well, then they're calling us on stage, so we had to go. But he sat down, and he wrote a little note to your mom. Mm-hmm. And I brought it home and gave it to her and told her about it. She says, you should have had an emergency cut through or something. I said, we didn't have time. We didn't have time. Yeah. And so I took her home this note, and it said, Nancy, where are you? Love, Kenny Rogers. And she slept with it underneath her pillow for about a week. <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh, wow. I wonder. I, wonder I got a million stories, I can tell you. I wonder how much of that mom would deny
2: i think she still has it i think she still has it no she would tell you that, uh, that actually
0: happened i've never I, i've heard that story before but only from you so yeah i'm not too sure about that
2: i will I'll, i will i remember i came home one day and I, I still had on my makeup you know from the show and uh she looked at me and goes you're looking good <laughs> but i still had on the makeup from the show uh, no, that's funny Weird for me to hear, but funny. Yeah, because, I mean, a lot of this stuff was before you guys were born, and I'm sure over the years you've never really heard of some of these stories.
0: I've I've heard a couple of them. I've heard that Kenny Rogers one for sure. I never heard that Elvis story, though. Yeah. That's a cool story. I didn't know that. That's awesome.
2: That's like I did Marlo Thomas' show one time, and it's where I'd never go back. Oh. I would never go back. She was so mean to her crew. She was nice to me, but she was always apologizing to me. But um, I, I just said, look, if they call again, tell them I'm out of town. Tell him I'm doing something else, or tell him I'm dead. But I don't want to do that show again. It was that, uh, it called. It was called That Girl with Marlo Thomas. Marlo Thomas. Thomas. <laughs> Marlo Thomas. <laughs> it, you still see some of the reruns? Uh, Jim Neighbors, the Gomer Piles show that I was on, is yeah. on a reruns, and uh, but it's on like on T V, but it's on like at four o'clock in the morning.
0: How many episodes of Gomer Seven? Powell? Seven episodes seven. of Gomer Pyle. I was on show. seven.
2: Yeah, I was on seven.
0: Uh, did you, you? were like. Uh, did your character have a name or anything like that?
2: Well, a lot of times you don't get you don't get screen credit for it. You no, see, I imagine you like you you're,
0: get, you're just you're like like Soldier Number Four or something. Yeah, like Yeah, you're
2: that, Soldier so. Number Four at one point. I played Sergeant Carter's nephew. Oh, that's cool. And I, I did get title credit there. But some of the ones were in black and white. Some of them were in color.
0: Yeah, because there was
2: there was like a transition right period. A transition period. And uh, Ted Bessel, who later went on to become uh, Donald Hollinger on the Marlo Thomas show, That Girl. Uh, was one of the original soldiers in Pile And the guy I loved was Ronnie Shell. Ronnie Schell and I used to have lunch there together every day. And he played Duke Slater on the show. Oh, okay. And Frank Frank Sutton, he had his son come down every day and, and run lines with him. And then Frank and I used to run lines together. But Jim pretty much kept to himself. Yeah, Jim never Wasn't? I, I heard that he was, was he gay? Yes, he is. He was, he's gay? Yeah, he's manager, he still alive. Yeah, he's still alive. He lives in Hawaii.
0: He owns a pistachio farm,
2: right? Yeah. Yeah, Pistach-
0: he, he made like a shit ton of money. Off no, them. actually,
2: it's, it's not pistachios. It's um, uh, macadamia nuts. Macadamia nuts.
0: Which are another expensive nut. Yeah.
2: But yeah, he raises macadamia nuts. He raises them from a baby. Yeah, from a baby. He grows macadamia nuts. That's cool. He, for the longest time, he was appearing at a hotel over there in, in uh, Hawaii. In but, Hawaii. But... He's pretty much out. He's he's really up there in the age now.
0: Like stand-up comedy or something? No. Oh, he well, he He did comedy, but he's a hell of a singer. Yeah,
2: I see his records
0: at like pretty much any thrift store. Every once in a while,
2: every once in a while, you get uh, an episode where you'll see him. He sang the uh, "God Bless America" in one episode. He was uh,
0: he started out on the Andy Griffith Show, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He was he
2: was a gas station attendant on the Andy Griffith Show. Yeah, yeah.
0: I like. I never
2: did the Andy Griffith Show, show, but I did do the spinoff. I did uh, maybe RFD with Ken Berry and Arlene Galonka. No,
0: I didn't even know know about that.
2: Yeah, well, most uh, I've done so much that you guys are not even aware of because I did it before I ever met your mom. See, I didn't even know that that show existed. Maybe RFD was a spinoff. All the original cast was on there except Andy and Barney; they were long gone. Oh yeah, I've written about it on my Facebook page. Oh, I'm on Facebook. If you have want to, just go to the Phil Thomas Show or go to Phil Thomas, uh, Capital P, Small Letter T H Wait a minute, how do I spell my name? Capital Capital B H I L Capital T. H O M E S, and uh, there's like seven pages on there, but only only a couple of them belong to me oh, okay. that I have directly something to do with. And you. Uh, but you can see the Phil Thomas show; you'll see I started into ventriloquism, so you'll see some oh. of my ventriloquist dolls. You'll see Dudley. He Dudley. says he'll, he'll tell you he's the star of the show. I just do all the talking for no, him. No, I remember Dudley
0: not fondly, but I remember Dudley. Oh, mm-hmm. Dudley's, a, Dudley. Dudley's a redneck.
2: Dudley's oh, I know. a redneck.
0: You know what? Like just to give you guys a little bit of backstory i i went to visit my dad every summer for like two two and a half months right up until probably i was 18 and i started working and doing
2: you started pissing out the window into the pool
0: that was a crazy night well um. it was crazy because
2: you videotaped it and i found the video <laughs> yeah. then my neighbors started calling me complaining because you're standing up there pissing out the window into the pool <laughs> hey it was
0: a great piece of footage and i was like, second story house 16 years old but um, I remember because uh, when I'd stay at your house, that's where you put all your stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I had them all. So they uh, would be all around my bed and shit. Like there was one. He was, I think he was a clown. Huh? Maybe not a clown, but he was in a wooden barrel. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. he was popping up, at, like he lived in the Well, like, his whole stick like was, was that he had just Grouch. divorced
2: his wife and that's all that was left him was that wooden barrel. So he lived in that wooden barrel. Okay. That
0: makes sense. But he was right at the foot of my bed and I swore he moved all the time he might
2: have you know a lot of times on stage you know I've got they were all, and
0: well, i had bunk beds and i slept on the bottom the bottom one folded into a futon couch but i slept on the bottom so i could watch tv it was more comfortable i'm not gonna fall off it's just better it's bigger too but they
2: were all on the top bunk i have 32 professional villain crystals i know <laughs> and all what's funny it. is when you like i'll we'll get into an argument and I'll, I'll just, they'll order me off the stage. One of them will order me off the stage. So I'll say, fine. So I just leave him sitting there. And the audience will sit, sit there and they'll stare at him. And uh, their eyes will just stay glued on him. And they'll just stare at him. And then I'll come back and I'll go, he's a doll. What are you expecting to do? And then I'll turn my back to him and He starts moving. But what's actually, and I'll let you know a little backstage, what is actually, he's being rem- used, uh, run by remote control. It's called animatronics. He's uh-huh. remote control. Somebody <laughs> else is working him, but I'm still doing the voice for him because I've got a microphone away, here.
0: You're giving away trade secrets. Yep. You're like a magician telling them how you exactly. do the trick. Exactly. That's crazy. Um, but I forgot what I was going to say. But it's a really a funny bit. Oh, I remember you would set them all up around the dining room table mm-hmm. put, and set them up like they're playing cards like they're playing cards then I'd, I'd go upstairs gee best i'd go upstairs and uh, to play in the game room or watch a movie i'd come back down and they were all moved yeah yeah, I'd move them things. around just to freak you out. Yep.
2: Yeah, because they had they all had uh, they were playing penny Andy poker and they all had coins out there, yeah. pennies and nickels and dimes and and then they they were all holding cards and then you'd go out and I'd move them around. Yeah, and you'd come back and just freak out.
0: Yeah, and it wasn't just me. Andy would come visit yep. with me, and like uh, JJ came a few right. times. And
2: yeah, I, so used, to I, do stuff. I used to love to just do stuff just to freak people out. I know just to see if they really would notice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because they didn't see me do it. <coughs> it Tell
0: some Jar- embarrassing Jared stories.
2: <laughs>
1: there are like, no embarrassing Jared stories. I was a good kid. I uh, never pissed out of windows. Actually, oh, well,
2: Jared and I did a recording session together. You know, he's on one of my albums. Ah, uh,
1: let's go to the let's clip. Let's go to the clip.
2: Hi, Jeff. I understand. A real man could reach that. No pressure there. Go away. Go away. Hi, mom. Hi, mom. Ah. Hi. You like this, huh? Had the same microphone, Garth Brooks used.
1: Shut up. Brand new. It all. I know you may think the times are hard and there's way yeah, to and he'll be right there beside you through it all. I know you may think the times are hard and there's nothing left for you to do. If you'll talk to Jesus and stop wishing on a star He'll take your love and you'll make it feel brand new That's good, there. Right, The one that always cares And he'll be right there beside you through
2: it all
1: I know you may think The times are hard And there's nothing left for you to do But if you'll talk to Jesus And stop wishing on a star He'll take your love and you make it feel brand new. It? Through, it all, right. through it all.
2: I've learned to trust in
1: Jesus. I've learned
2: to trust in God.
0: Oh, God. <laughs> through it all.
1: Through it all. Like this, huh? I've learned to defend oh, right. the
2: word. And now <laughs> Go fuck yourself. <laughs> I mean, that's that's always been, and I know it, that's always been an embarrassment to him. No, it hasn't. But uh, you've always thought that. But it was everybody. Everybody that's ever heard it's always loved it. But he sounded like pretty much a pretty budget uh, hick. I remember when so we went to the to record. It his voice kept breaking. I was like twelve. And he was going through, PR. and I were thought twelve. I don't. Blaine Allen was, was the like engineer, 12, and 12. I looked at Blaine. and I said, "This maybe might not have been such a great
0: idea." I thought you were like fourteen or fifteen. You you seemed older. Like you were in your pre. Yeah, you were about fourteen years old. Like, yeah, like early teens. I don't know. I
2: still have your award plaque. I remember. We in, in, in the gold record on there.
0: Emily actually brought up, a, I found a picture of you somewhere. I don't even remember. I don't, I, I don't know if it was like a digital something I saw somewhere or like an actual photo, but um, it was you in the 90s. You were like in your little, I don't know if it was blue or I think it was like a baby blue escort. And like you're like sitting in the front seat and you're looking back and somebody took a picture of you and you have like that classic night like Sean Hunter from Boy Meets World haircut, <laughs> yeah. the bowl cut parted in the I middle. night You had your the big Knight old,
1: Rider. big I was, old. I was glasses. The shit
2: back then. I'm just like saying. yeah, I just got a platinum album for that album, they presented to me. Oh yeah, yeah. I Believe know. in me. I believe, I believe in it was me. Called, yeah. That was the name of the album. Believe in me. And featuring it, J- title Jay from v- the Jay and Mark yeah. show. From the
0: Mar- Jay, Jay and, Mark and Mark
2: show. Yeah, he was featuring Jay. We did a song together called uh, "Through It All." Didn't you guys meet Garth Brooks during that? I met Garth for the studio. A super
0: nice guy. Weren't you there for that? Didn't you meet him too? I thought you were. I don't remember whether you were there I don't or, think or not. I, was I remember now. seeing the picture of you and him you me might not garth. have been there it was probably like right
2: around the same time let me tell you a story garth was coming up there we were doing a song uh, we were doing an album with um stonewall jackson where he was redoing all of his all of his uh, old hits and everybody was doing duets with him and uh larry gatlin the gatlin brothers were there um um Grandpa Jones was there. I don't know if any of you guys know. These are all country stars. Lee Greenwood was there. Lee and I became really good friends. In fact, we we, we were at the walk-in theater one night, and we were playing pinball together, and I beat him. And uh, Lee Greenwood, for those of you that don't don't recognize the name, he's the one that did that I'm proud to be an American yeah, record, yeah. you know, and uh, monster hit. And then, um, yeah, I, I met everybody up there, Bill Anderson. But the thing, the interesting story about Garth Brooks is his I mean, he's like a, an Elvis star. You know, I mean, he's a big name star. Yeah. yeah but he's just, he as just down to earth and back. just as nice a man as you'd ever want to meet. They, uh, He'd had death threats, and the label had death threats on um, Garth Brooks. Garth, for what? Singing so about alcohol I don't too know. much. I don't know. He didn't even know. But they were making death threats. And so the security came up and checked out the studio first, and they went around and talked to every one of us. And there was like four of these big bruiser guys, bodyguards, came around, and talked to every one of us, and we all had to have security clearance before we could be in the studio at the same time he was. Hmm. So, um what
1: a douchebag! No, 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 he wasn't
2: because <laughs> he had no control over it. When he, so then they radioed down to the uh, to the parking lot and said, "Okay, it's all clear." So they put him in an elevator and they brought him up, and they nobody else got in the elevator. They wouldn't let anybody else in the elevator. They brought him up, but that man went around. And apologized to each one of us, ever and there was only about six or eight of us there. He apologized to every one of us and, and explained what, what went on and why it went on and that he had no control over that. Huh. It's like he was on his way into a concert one night and one of his bodyguards, this girl lunged out him, and he pushed him back and he knocked her down. And Garth looked at him and says, What the heck are you doing? And Garth took off his hat, autographed it, and gave it to the girl. Then God, one night I was on stage when I said what it One night on stage there was a girl funny. down there that, that said I, I missed my cancer treatment so I could come and see you. He took off his guitar, signed his guitar, and handed it to her. And said, what the and, hell are you doing And then there? gave her cancer yeah. treatments. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know. Himself, and for She missed her chemo treatments for that. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Believe me, I know about chemo treatments. For the last year, I've been going through chemo and radiation and all this stuff for throat cancer. And I've never smoked a cigarette in my life. Yeah.
0: Now I'm glad uh,
2: you're doing better, though. That oh, yeah, I'm doing happy. way better, much better it's it's obvious too. like just talking to you on the phone i could tell that you were doing much better oh i was all zombied out boy for a while i mean i still have i still have have problems i I get morning sickness you know you mean you think i was pregnant but i get morning sickness um there's still a lot of effects from it and Mm -hmm. i'm i still have doctor's appointments every day of the week except saturday and sunday in some cases i have two and three different doctor's appointments i see 11 different doctors now but um you know, it's it's thinning out, and it's it's not as bad as it used to be. But I'm still here. No, no, I'm still let's here. Keep it going. If you I lose the battle, it, it isn't
0: because I didn't fight the wars. No, no, it seems like it's it's a. It seems like this year it's exploding everybody. Yeah. David Bowie just died of, Alan, Alan of died of cancer. I've lost a lot of friends.
2: I've lost a lot of friends to cancer. And a lot of them had the throat cancer the same as me. Well, But they give up. <laughs> I, I just kept fighting. Just just last week, Brett the wrestler, Brett the hitman
0: Hart, I don't know if mm-hmm. you ever heard of him, just revealed that he has prostate cancer. Yeah. Like,
2: a- everyone. Like, My uh, best friend Jim died of cancer.
0: He had Uncle direct Jim. cancer. Yeah. Man, it's, it's something. Like, you think by, and I've um, read enough on the internet that, like, seems obvious that there has been cures for cancer they just don't they just eliminate them because yeah. of it's an industry
2: have you told terrible. everybody that we're actually broadcasting here from ohio say what i said yeah. have you told everybody that we're actually broadcasting here from i oh, from ohio i i know
0: i've stated in on like the websites and i might even say it on the facebook page that we uh base
2: we're based out of canton yeah. ohio yeah so yeah, we are in Canton, Ohio. For people that don't know we're that, just we're in Canton, Ohio, the home of the Football Hall of Fame, and just outside of Cleveland, where the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is. Yeah, yeah. I've got several friends of mine that are in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame.
0: You're actually from uh, California. What you're living in? What city now? California? Upland. Up. Oh, you're back in Upland. I'm back in Upland. Oh, I, where were you living last time? I-
2: um.
0: Like just before
2: now, because I just thought- before it was in Glendora. Was it Glendora? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's when you and Jared lived with me. Yeah, I know that. And then I I moved to Ontario. That's where it was, Ontario. And
0: then I moved to Upland. No, no, no. You moved to Upland, but I remember the Upland house. I thought you moved
2: again after that. No. Well, I had Edgefield. In fact, it's really – I've never named a house. I mean, that seemed kind of strange. But um, when the house was in escrow and when I was uh, building the the, – remodeling the house, people would say, how's things going at Edgefield? Because uh, it was on the street called Edgefield.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that was in Upland. Yeah, that was in
2: Upland. Okay. Yeah, it was a six bedroom house that I converted, and the top floor was all entertainment. You remember that because yeah, you pissed yeah. out the window. Yeah, the game
0: room. Yeah, yeah, yeah was the game room. Was had the an outrageous window I game out room.
2: I mean, I had football, baseball, basketball, ski ball. Um, had a bar. I had a there full was, bar. Uh,
0: a TV up there so we could video games. And,
2: um,. Um, stuff all over the walls memorabilia all over the walls of pictures of me and different stars together that i've worked with
0: posters and stuff yeah yeah.
2: and then uh, the the room right next to it was the theater it was a theater yeah i had a theater look just like a a public theater many a movie i watched in that theater and it had 3d movies and all kinds of stuff and it had stadium seating the cup holders in fact I, all my friends would call and say hey what's playing at the edgewood edgefield theater this week because every tuesday i have what i call best Buy tuesday i know that was that? my favorite tuesday best Buy tuesday it. because all the new movies came out on tuesday so i'd go out and I'd spend three or four hundred dollars on new movies yeah. and people would come they'd say what's playing at the edgefield theater this movie just came out do you have it yes i have it so they would come over and they'd come in the front door up those steps and i put on the movies for them. Sometimes there I'd sit up there and watch it with them. Sometimes I wouldn't. There was a popcorn maker right outside. Popcorn in the machine there. Yeah, popcorn machine there. I had soft drinks for everybody. and Lit up was like Casino
0: and a Grumpy Old Man and shit. Yeah,
2: I had some big giant framed posters out in front, just like they do out in front of a public theater. Yep, it was legit. Then you could walk next door and you're in the game room, which was a massively huge game room. I loved that game room. Had two, two ski balls and basketball. You and what I didn't
0: like about the game room? What? The bathroom in there had a poster of a gorilla as a businessman in a suit that looked at you holding a banana in his hand while you are trying to take a shit. And the, the caption was, the boss would like to speak to you. Because yeah. that was the only other bathroom other than in your room. But like if somebody was in that bathroom and if Richard was in there. Pulling well, there was the a Richard, bathroom. in that, There was a main bathroom Richard. in the
2: house. Then I had a private bathroom in my room. And then the one upstairs uh, for the theater and for the game room.
0: Yeah, the game room, bathroom,
2: like. Many a because many the a whole top floor, which was it, it was it was a huge house, the whole top floor was all strictly entertainment. Yeah, I know. it was all entertainment. If I didn't want to go up there, I didn't have to go up there. And it's amazing how little I actually went up there. I what? never spent that much time up there unless somebody came over, and, because that's that's where they all wanted to hang out. That's why I spent most of my time if I wasn't like sleeping or, you know, I had twelve Las Vegas slot machines up there. Oh, I remember.
0: And they all took tokens. So you didn't they all took to use money. Yeah. but like if only the tokens like you could redeem them for prizes behind the bars, right that you could redeem cool. them for prizes
2: <laughs> could you yeah. really oh i thought like... you know it's like <laughs> your mo- your mom came in one day and she said well let me ask you something she's are these quarter machines or are these dollar machines i said They're anything you want them to be yeah. she's well if they win you're gonna pay off and i said yeah i'll tell you how that works you give me 20 dollars i'll give you 20 tokens if you need more tokens later i'll sell you more mm-hmm. when you get all done playing Then whatever tokens you have, I'll give you back a dollar or a quarter, whatever it is, (laughs) for it. And I said, now, if you lose, I I, I said, if you win, are you going to take my money? And she said, well, of course I am. I said, well, then I shouldn't be worried or feeling bad about taking yours now, should I? Yeah,
1: yeah. She said, no, it doesn't work like that. The house always wins.
2: Yeah, the house always wins. Because while you're winning on one, the other 11 are going crazy. Mm -hmm. Well, hell. Well, hell. Film clip. (laughs) Clips? I don't have a clip for that. Uh, wait huh? a minute. I just lost my earpods. I just lost my earphones.
0: Oh. Well, gentlemen, we've re- actually reached the hour mark right about now. What? We've reached the hour mark. Have
2: we been on that long?
0: Yeah. And, uh, it's been fun. It's usually, it's usually when we wrap it up, so I guess we're going to go ahead and do that. But, uh, uh, thank you for coming by,
2: Dad. Well, I'm glad I, I'm glad I was able to. You I were the first. I guy. hope I was a little entertaining while I was here anyway. Oh, you're definitely entertaining. You told some good... Some some good stories. I want to say hello some to Diane and um, Leo and Joey Lee and Gary Hill and Ron Efferson. All my boys back there, uh, my what I call my brothers from other mothers. Oh, yeah. And uh, Jack Reeves and Chuck Willis and all the guys and and uh, hope they're, that they've enjoyed this well, I hope I'm going to about it.
1: i hope they have too. Me and well, my for boys.
2: Watching. Me and my boys here. Awesome. Is there
0: anything like to say before we go,
2: sir?
1: I'm good. I was just enjoying listening again.
0: You should say it into the microphone.
2: I said I'm good.
1: I was just enjoying listening to all the stories again.
0: I got you. Yeah, this one was pretty much easy for us. Yeah. Yeah. But because uh, you couldn't shut me up. <laughs> well, no, that was the that's the point of having guests, for them to talk, yeah, so right. everybody doesn't have to listen to us all well, the time. Well, I
2: hope I've, I've provided a little bit of entertainment for you. No, oh,
0: dad. Maybe d- boost a few ratings. Me did. For me, it did, yeah.
2: Great. Awesome. Well, I, I look forward to doing it again next time I'm out. I look forward to that too. We'll okay. have a, it'll be a reoccurring thing. Maybe I will have some new stories for you. Well, hell, because I back in inter- I'm back in entertainment now. Because so. I'm sure we don't want to hear the same ones. No, 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 no. <laughs> I mean, we could. <laughs> I can tell you about my time, director's so, cut. By the time I got one, fantastic kiss from Annette Funicello on stage. Oh snap! Oh. Mouseketeer Annette. Oh, and Darlene Gillespie is a, good, is a friend of mine now. Well, yeah. hell, and well, hell. Yeah. Those are two of the original Mouseketeers. In fact, they were the most popular.
0: Yeah. Mouth well, I I've, I've gotten uh a kiss from Crowley two musketeers too. Uh Justin Timberlake and Ryan Gosling. <laughs> Where did they kiss you? <laughs> um you don't want to know. Okay, all right. But, uh, I guess with
2: no, that said.
0: No, with that said, no way.
2: We do want to know.
0: Well, that's next time. That's, uh, if Dad'll tell his stories, I'll tell mine.
2: Okay. That that's that's kind of a cliffhanger. You guys just keep tuning in and eventually he'll get around to telling you.
0: Yeah, well, we'll let you know when he's coming back, but uh
1: And now? Conway
2: Twitty. Conway Twitty. <laughs> People see us <ears> everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> until next time. I am Mark. In memory of Uncle Rick Blaylock. Yes.
0: And Randy Hooper. And Randy Hooper, yes. We love Randy and Hoover. miss you. Yes, we do.
2: We love and miss you both. And Uncle Jim. Yeah. And definitely Uncle Jim Spivey. Yeah, okay. We love you all. Ah. Uh, until next time. Oops. 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 <laughs>